0: If you're a manufacturer wondering how you can use the situation around COVID to help you get closer to your customer and learn the real problems that you need to help your audience solve, this is an episode for you. On today's episode, we bring on a manufacturer who's doing that very thing by getting in front of their audience to learn their pain points, their problems, and how they can help them sell effectively in today's market. They share some great stories around simple marketing tactics that you can implement today without a lot of effort or man hours. All right, let's get into the episode.
1: Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, everybody, welcome
0: to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am so excited about today. Because we've got my co-host back on the show with us. We've got Beth Popnikolov. Beth, you are back in action, back at Venvio. Beth, tell everyone why you've been gone. It's not because of COVID.
2: Uh, Zach was nice enough to give me a three-month vacation, so I just chilled.
0: <laughs> <laughs> HR nightmare, red alert. Ah!
2: <laughs> I was on maternity leave just staring into the eyes of the world's cutest baby for the last three months while the world burned down around us, basically.
0: What's your baby's name? His name, share with his our, name share is our Forrest
2: Callan. He is the cutest, squishiest thing you've ever seen in your life.
0: And how much hair does he have? Does he have more so or less? So
2: much hair. <laughs> so much hair.
0: For our listeners out there, Beth has two boys. And the immediate reaction is when you see one of her babies, they're like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. Oh my gosh, that is the most hair I've ever seen on a child! Like that's just full heads of hair,
2: (laughs) one hundred percent, and it never falls out. Like lots of people who, yeah, never falls out. It just continues to grow. Just giant heads of hair on really cute babies.
0: That's so great.
2: We're gonna make some like newborn hair gel. It's gonna be our next product.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, I'm pumped you're back on the show. As I mentioned, when we're prepping, is I've gotten multiple emails and conversations with people. While Beth was out, they're like, "Hey, where's your really smart co-host?" And I was like, um am I not smart? Like, why do you have to put that adjective in there? Like,
2: <laughs> I'm but. really glad because I listened to the podcast while I was out and you did so well without me. I was concerned. I was, you didn't even need me anymore.
0: Oh, I, I definitely so do. Thanks for letting me
2: back. Uh, yes, absolutely. Regardless.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're really excited about today's guest who's going to be sharing with us about what they're doing to market and sell during and post-COVID and how they're supporting the channel. We've got Sebastian DeGregorio on the show with us today. He's the business strategy manager at Alora. Welcome to the show, Sebastian.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So for our listeners, why don't you just kick us off, give us a little bit of your history and how you made it into building products.
1: Sure. So I actually started out in marketing in a nonprofit. And then after several years in that, I went and got a master's and went into management consulting where I did performance improvement. Shortly after... Uh, you know, two-year stint there. I I started a technology startup focused on trying to match builders with home buyers. It was somewhat of a a platform type of business, and that didn't work out too great. But you know, it kind of helped solidify my my love for construction and and building. So I found a great company called Alora and I uh, started in their strategic planning group. And then I, my role kind of shifted into being more towards on the commercial side of the business. Yeah. So, you know, today I'm largely focused on sales, marketing, growth initiatives, new products, new market entry, things like that.
2: You know what I'd be interested in? If there's anything that you learned during your time working on the startup technology of marrying homeowners and builders that you bring into your marketing when you're trying to reach homo- homeowners and builders.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's lots of things. So with homeowners, it's like, because it's the most important decision it feels like right to them that they're making at least financially, like they're very careful and very risk averse about the whole process. And, you know, I think the thing that killed us was our, what we were offering was so drastically different from what people are used to, that it was too scary for them, Mm. right? So there's a need in the buying process for homeowners to feel secure with the process, with who they're talking to, with the thing they're listening, and anything that maybe raises a flag, I think folks will, you know, push away from or or not want. And then the flip side with the builders, it's different for the builders, right? They, They just altogether do not have that same feeling, right? They're building something. They're trying to get it up quick. They have their cap tables that they're paying attention to and, you know, they're, they're trying to get out. So on their side, actually, there's resistance to change too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's why our industry, by and large, hasn't changed in 80 years. Even the methods of construction haven't changed and guys like Entecra and, you know, and others who are pioneering kind of this this change it's an uphill battle. It is not easy, right? And some of these technologies, like offsite construction, factory-built homes, these things have been around for 120 years. You used to be able to order a home through a Sears catalog. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. Anyway, today when I'm like looking at Alora's marketing, and I'm thinking about the blog posts and and things like that, and when I've got my editor hat on, so good. Yeah, those types of things are very much in my mind about like. You know, how is this message making this person feel secure? Why should they trust us with what we're saying? Is there something in here that, you know, not just is valuable information, but is there something in there that's building that trust factor, building that relationship with them that then they'll want to buy?
2: So, I mean, obviously, Sebastian, we're here to talk about how you guys are handling, continuing to see steady growth or continuing to grow your either customer relationships or sales during COVID-19. Obviously a couple months ago, the whole world exploded a little bit. Tell us about how that was received within Allura and what you guys have done to be able to reach your pro channel during this time.
1: Yeah. Great question. You know, to tell this story, I kind of want to back up to the latter part of last year, you know, every year, Handley Wood publishes this brand survey where they measure how building professionals recognize certain brands and what was nice about that it was a little bit of a wake up call to us about where we stood not just in fiber cement but you know in the industry at large and so that kind of kicked off with us a lot of internal discussion around you know what it is that we're doing and what do we want to be in the future and one thing that we realized is we, we probably weren't doing a good job of making clear how we're different from the competition. And so, in the beginning of 2020, we actually launched a new tagline for Allura, which is making the material difference. And making the material difference is actually the way we've been doing things all along. And it's basically clarifying to the industry how we're different from our competitors and, and what we're about. And so, you know in light of that we had a lot of strategic initiatives uh, that came out of you know the tail end of 2019 both in r and d in marketing and sales and so when covid hit you know covid's been very interesting i think what covid has kind of done at least on the building side right and not just to people personally is kind of exposed maybe where your business was at and where certain things were and you know, I kind of view the last two and a half months as a pause. And, you know, everything kind of went to a screeching halt. And for a materials manufacturer supplying builders, you know, that was a pretty significant two-month halt because those are some very core months to our revenue and, and whatnot. And so, you know, as we went into it, obviously, we energized our sales force to continue to work the way they could and while observing all the CDC guidelines. But, during that kind of two-month pause, it really gave us an opportunity to get back to working on what's important, right? It's easy in your day-to-day to kind of get stuck into working on what's in front of you, what's kind of burning. But this period has been good because we've been able to touch many things that really needed to get touched. So one thing you know, I'll say is I was thinking about like one of the the core you know things we try to focus on, and at least in the, in the marketing side, is this idea of. Relational versus transactional. So, anytime we create a marketing piece or, um, you know, we hold some kind of event or we're doing something, we think about how does this thing help us build a relationship with that audience versus, hey, you know, merely something like, you know, a customer requested something, let me give them what they're looking for. So, in light of that, you know, our business prior to COVID was. A big part of relational was face-to-face was our salespeople going out, meeting with customers, meeting with prospects, you know, being in the channel, meeting builders. And I think that idea of face-to-face has changed, right? Whereas maybe face- to-face before was the standard was, you know, let me get in my car and drive to you and get in front of your actual face. Face- to-face now, I think probably to use I hate to use this word, but the new norm might be. Virtual meetings is kind of mm-hmm. becomes the, the default. So, you know, we've done some things to help ourselves adapt, adapt to, you know, this kind of face to face interaction. And we've taken what we've learned and thought about, okay, how can we provide more value to our customers, right? To our channel partners? How can we provide more value, you know, a little bit further down to builders, installers from Allura, from our website to help builders? maintain that face-to-face interaction and build those relationships. And so, you know, one thing we've, we've kind of done is, okay, well, no doubt some of our partners are gonna be using, you know, virtual meetings. How can we help them speak to Alora's products and how can we help train them so that, you know, they can impact their business in a good way? And so we launched a series of videos called lots of know-how. It's a kind of play on word, right? Lots, like, you know, lots that you build a house on. I love that. So we had our salespeople actually shoot videos from their home, much like it would look like if you were sitting in a, in a virtual meeting with them. And, you know, they each grabbed a topic and they went through different things like product knowledge or, hey, here's some tips when you're engaging a builder on how to speak to fiber cement or here are the benefits of Laura fiber cement over the competition or over different material types. And so there's somewhere around 17 to 22 videos that are hosted on our website that are there basically providing a bit of training, a bit of in sales instruction, a bit of product knowledge to our partners so that when they're having their virtual meetings with builders or, or other people, you know they can speak to the benefits and value of Allura Fiber Cement and help them close, you know, more business.
0: So where where do I find these videos?
1: You can go to Uh allurausa.com backslash lots hyphen of hyphen no hyphen how.
0: I want to check that out. So that's really cool. So if I hear you correctly, paraphrasing, you took the approach of saying, hey, let's use COVID as an opportunity to number one, not only continue to find ways to get in front of our audience, but continue to shift your messaging and your marketing to support your audience to sell more effectively to their audience. That's right.
2: Love. So
0: smart. It's like what we like to say, like B through B, not B two B, you know, right. like you're selling right. through to the channel. Talk to us a little about the response that you're hearing from builders in the channel around this approach. Are you hearing anything from them saying, Hey, we really like this? Or are they still trying to just figure out the, for lack of a better term, as you mentioned, the new normal? What kind of insights are you hearing from from builders across the industry?
1: Well, the main target with these videos has been, you know, our uh, dealers and distributors and their reps love it, right? Because many of them, you know, might be new to their company or they, you know, some time has lapsed and they just need a refresh on, you know, their knowledge of the product and, and some others just, you know, very much thankful that, you know, um, a little bit of coaching about what matters to builders and what matters to installers and so you know sometimes just hearing how somebody might approach that sales pitch versus the way you've been doing it you pick up tips and then some of the installers actually we've shared these videos with because we do have a couple of videos in there about installation best practices and tips tricks things like that how to best store fiber cement on the job site and so Several of those installers have told us, "Hey, this is really great. I never, you know, thought about having a special cutting table to help protect, you know the paint coating on the on the fiber cement and flipping it over and cutting it this way. So very good, strong response across the board.
0: What I like about this idea is, Is candidly, Sebastian, if I'm I'm just being real with you, like, this isn't like a revolutionary idea. Like, no, I mean, don't hear that the wrong way. Like, but but this is the thing I've heard from a lot of manufacturers is, oh, my audience is at home. They have no excuse. And I say the same, like, they have no excuse to not meet with you. And instead of being concerned about, oh my gosh, am I going to lose their business? You're trying to help them build their business. And I think that if you can always take that approach, like always view your business through that lens, it's going to help that relationship component that you guys it sounds like you're really focused on. Is that right?
1: That's right. I mean, again, with the Making the Material Difference launch, you know, we've very much adapted a mindset to try to outperform our competitors in every way possible. And so, one of our core ideas with Outperform is out hustling. And so, we thought to ourselves, how can we be proactive in continuing to build our relationships during COVID? And this was one idea that was generated, you know, from the sales team. So it was very much, this was not a, a top-down thing. I'm proud to say this was very much a, a bottom-up idea that we executed. And it's been really great.
2: Okay. First of all, I love so many things that you've just said. I will be stealing out hustle because we talk a lot about hustle. I've never heard anybody say out hustle and I really, really yeah. like it. I will be saying <laughs> that for <from laughs> I want. So I want to go back to what you said at the very beginning, because you actually started by saying at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, Alora was really looking at what do you need to do to better position yourselves in the market? Yep. And the two things that I like of what you said that I want to get you to talk just a little bit more about is, one, you decided to be very intentional in the year 2020 about how you went to market, how you partnered with your dealers and distributors. And before I get to my question, I just wanna say what I love so much about what you've shared is you as a company have taken this moment to be introspective. And I think instead of just going straight to the hustle, which doesn't always pay off, right? And just scrambling, you guys have said, okay, what do we need to reevaluate based on how things have shifted so that we can be successful in the long term and help our partners be successful? I'm obsessed with that viewpoint. That's incredible. So what I'd love to hear you talk about is you guys went into this year being very intentional. But during this time of halt, as you said, what have you seen that's been able to continue because you were being intentional in your marketing beforehand?
1: Ooh, that's a great question. You know, I would say as far as like the tactical execution side, we haven't stopped any of our social media marketing some of our we do a bit of you know light advertising on uh, digital those things haven't stopped also we have not stopped trying to you know be focused on content and providing content to you know different audiences through our blogs or through other means and i'd say those things you know as far as the the sales side i can't say that much has changed in terms of activity like we've still been able to get with customers by you know virtual means yeah I'm hard pressed to think of something that really has been has been impacted.
0: Sebastian if I can have you put your futurist hat on which by the way like I want that title like I like your title a lot.
2: Futurist (laughs) is so baller.
0: Like I want to know like how do you achieve that title? Like I've been reading articles about futurists and like what they're predicting you know, and the great part about being a futurist is like, no one remembers if you're wrong. It's like being a weatherman.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My viewpoint of that is very small. I don't know enough about futurists. So please don't judge me if I'm completely off base, you know, but the thing I'd really like to hear from you about, you know, as we wrap up the show is what do you think is going to completely change because of COVID? And what do you think Mm -hmm. is going to go back to the status quo? I think is a better way of asking that. I'd really like to hear your perspective on that and how you guys are planning for it.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. You know when this kind of thing started, uh, I was able to pull some data from you know some industry partners and worked with other people within Allora, and we we built a you know several different models, one of which basically iterated outcomes like ten thousand outcomes. And it's funny when you when you build these things, you have a a time frame, right, a year, and you look at okay, what's the impact going to be on a year? And well, you know, I think everyone seems to agree within the industry that at least in 2020, we're going to see a 30 to 40% impact on the total volume of, of new home constructions. So we thought about that. And, you know, we had to take some steps to ride through that. And there's still a lot of uncertainty, right? Some kind of vaccine is probably a year away in reality is what a lot of doctors and the CDC is saying. So we expect that a lot of the social distancing is still going to be in effect to a certain degree. And to be honest with you, I think the means of face to face, you know, as I started out at the beginning, I think that has changed for business. I think in the past, it maybe wasn't as acceptable in our industry if you were in a sales role to meet virtually. I think the expectation was probably somewhat that you go down to the retail level, you, you meet face-to-face with the builder. But I think that you know, this last two, three months has kind of opened people's eyes to, in a sense, you can be slightly more efficient if you do a mix of, of virtual meetings. And so our plan is to very much try to continue to do you know, these types of meetings. Why? Because it actually makes us more responsive to our customers. I don't have to travel to go see you if, if it is not necessary or i can get on a you know face to face call with you immediately and help you solve that that issue you're having and so we've set this as a target this is something that we're going to do and so we've we've actually taken steps to support this and one thing that we we're, we're doing of the many things that were born out of covid is we're going to be launching a chatbot Again, something as you said before, like video is not uh, groundbreaking, right? It's not revolutionary. But one of the things that we're wanting to do or how we're going to leverage that chatbot is to give our customers and give prospects, you know, or, or people who have questions a direct channel to connect with all the talented people within Allura, right? So if you've got a question about, hey, where can I buy this product? You know, we're actually you know, going to be developing a new internal role. Kind of a customer success slash inside sales role to help answer those questions, right? Or you're a current customer and, you know, you need to get said material at this date. Well, you know, you can reach out directly to the chat bot or, you know, you're, you're a builder and you're very interested in Allura, but you want to meet with someone. You could be able to set a time on a rep schedule to meet that same day. So finding ways really to kind of close the distance and speed up our ability to be able to respond to different types of people with different types of questions is, I think, one way that we've changed our business. And I think it's something that's going to be kind of long term, despite, you know, at some point, right, the social distancing is going to be relaxed. This is not Alora's official position. My official position is that I think people are going to get back to normal later on this year. But I I think you'll see a uh, a difference amongst people in terms of their level of comfort. I think you'll be, you'll see people walking around with masks still for the next. Oh, have you, have you been to a Home Depot recently?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is not political at all, but I just think it's funny. Like America is social distancing on their own terms and scenarios are like, Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to do social distancing unless I've got a project I've got to do in my house or in my yard. <laughs> like, and in that case, <laughs> I'm going to drive as quick as I can yeah. to Home Depot. Like yeah. that's yeah. like, I'm not criticizing anybody. Please don't hear that the wrong way. But I just, I think to your point, America is doing it a bit, and this isn't everybody, but America is doing it a bit on their own terms.
1: If I were Home Depot, I'd spend a whole bunch of money to like prevent sports from happening. (laughs) Because if you think about it, all the men have been home. And the only reason that the honeydew list is getting knocked out is because there's no sports.
2: Oh, funny. Oh, that's my favorite thing in the world.
1: Home Depot and Lowe should, you know, develop a cabal and like, just stop sports somehow. <laughs> so my last question for
0: you, and you've got to answer this in, in one word. Okay. Okay. IBS 2021. Is it going to happen?
1: Uh, yes. Okay. Yes.
0: Now, is everyone going to attend? No, that's it. i want to literally cut the episode right there. No, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> what do you say, Zach
0: do I think it happens? Yes, I do. I think it's because it'd be economically catastrophic for the organization that, that puts it on. Yeah. But to Sebastian's point, are there going to be a lot of people that go? I mean, also it's in Orlando, which it's not the best venue. I will say it'll probably get easier to get in and out of that, the convention center because there's going to be less people. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. But then what does the value become?
0: Sebastian, this has been awesome. If someone wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Well, I won't put out my email or cell phone number out there, though I would uh, welcome talking to people. But the best way to get in touch with us is you can email us at Marketing at elementia, E-L-E-M-E-N-T-I-A dot com.
0: That's great. Awesome. Again, thank you for coming on the show. And if you want more great content like this, go to venvio.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popnikolov. Thanks, everybody.
1: You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikolov. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.